If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Game Dev Unchained, the number one game development podcast about game development in the lifestyle thereof. I am your host, Brandon Pham. And with me, a special guest each month, Ray Graham. How are you doing? How are you doing, Ray? What's happening? What's happening? I'm missing the... What are you missing? I'm missing the karate gi that you usually are wearing up in here. Oh, you know why? You know why? I have it. What happened? It's my Stop Asian Hate t-shirt. Oh, jeez. <laughs> For those watching. <laughs> uh, just, just, you know, right, you know right. we need to bring this guy back. <laughs> So Asians don't get picked on anymore. Uh, We're missing a, a Bruce Lee for those who are listening. I'm wearing a Bruce Lee t-shirt representing. Uh, I've uh, I've heard that it's gotten worse in the Bay Area. I was talking to a police officer who works really? in the Bay Area. We were hanging out at Disneyland together, and yeah, it, it was uh, it was weird. I I don't want to start conspiracy, but he just straight up said these are just underreported. They they they're kind of being dismissive, saying that it's not they're they're not like quick to kind of jump on saying it's hate crime, even though the person coming in straight up says I hate Asians. What's <laughs> uh, yeah, to catch yeah. them? They have a history of violence. Uh, mental health is just fine. It, it, it kind of broke a lot of my uh, misconceptions. Uh, yeah, because I was because I was, I was about to say that like you said Bay Area is it mostly San Francisco? <laughs> Right or oh uh, yeah, mostly San Francisco. Yeah, okay. He, he, he's a police officer in San Francisco. Because I can imagine, like, if it was San Francisco, it could be a lot of mental mental health issues on top of all. That's what I thought, man. But he said yeah. that these people are very sound, of course, with criminal activities, but they had intent <laughs> of Damn. doing harm. Right. But it, it really uh, opened my eyes a bit. But uh, again. That's besides the point. We're here to talk about games. Uh, the main thing is, if you're hearing Ray, you know this is a monthly roundtable. Is where we kind of talk about the biggest topic uh, or several topics that happen in the game industry itself. So, without further ado, let's go over to our roundtable. All right, uh, let's do this. Bam. So. The biggest thing, although there were many news, uh, we hear a little bit of CD Projekt still like profiting and losing a lot of heads, right? But at the same time, the biggest thing was the Epic vs. Apple. So I would say this, right? Both you and I were pretty uh, dismissive <laughs> about how long this would be playing out. We thought it was just mainly a flex from both sides. But holy crap, Epic, yeah. uh, I guess there is a limit to how much you can pay a lawyer. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter if you're a billionaire. Like, yeah. uh, if you are a billionaire, you most likely will get the same type of lawyer. <laughs> and both sides are really good. Um, 
the the most interesting part I'm going to go like about 9 to 10 points that kind of came out of this this whole thing that was pretty interesting but I believe uh, they about two, three weeks ago, they they made a final statement, or at least a week ago or something, a final statement. And so now the verdict is in the air. It's not out yet, but people are, were kind of surprised that there there is an equal chance uh, for either side. And right now, it's surprisingly leaning towards Epic taking down the Titan, right? There's a lot of anti-Apple. You don't, don't think so? That. I don't know about all that. Yeah, but based on based on the stuff the judge was saying and all that, I don't. I I, I think it's it's at least sixty forty in Apple's favor. I think in this. Hey man, that's a bigger I statistic know, than I thought, bro. Like I don't that. know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I I think I heard the 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 verdict is coming down like another couple of months. It's like they're gonna take a long time to to stew on the outcome of this. So yeah, it's it's kind of. It's kind of crazy. I think, yeah, I think I was, I was dismissing it saying this is going to be settled out of court and then it would just go away and, and that would be that and nothing will change. But, but here we are. I was, I'll, I'll say it here live. I, I was wrong, but uh, <laughs> I was wrong too. I, I surely thought that there was a, f- I mean, it started out with Epic kind of catering to Fortnite players saying free Fortnite or whatever. It was silly. Yeah. And then Apple looked like the only serious one out of this. And then you know, surprisingly, uh, we got, I don't know, uh, kind of conned in a good way that Epic had like all this up their sleeve. So the main important thing, uh, and I'll go point by point about the surprising thing that came out. The first thing was we finally know how much Fortnite actually makes. Uh, I was surprised how much public information, private information was made public just by the sheer nature of arguing your point, I guess. I had no idea. It's a court case, man. Didn't know how much was actually involved in telling everything, but I guess everything is on the table. Uh, Made... So Fortnite made nine billion dollars in two years. years. Yeah. Two years. So yeah. that's why they're doing just fine. Uh, <laughs> so in 2018, specifically 5.4 billion, and then in 2019, 3.7 billion. Uh, we don't even know the 2020 numbers because it's so recent. Uh, pandemic year, by the way. Yep. Uh, another surprising. Uh, thing that came from it was uh in that last year they they bought Cynix probably 2019 huh where they bought the uh the the makers of Rocket, Rocket League. League yeah so uh from that Cynix games Battle Breakers which one was Battle Breakers I don't remember that one and Spy Jinx reached 100 100 million dollars in two years just from three games yep is that how much AAA games make now? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's what happens when you have uh, free-to-play mechanics and you're selling stuff on yeah, stores. I mean, and, and you have a though. and you have a popular game that everybody likes to play. Yeah, yeah I mean, they can, they, there is a trend that they're starting over there, right? They bought Cyanex with Rockley, which made sense, and then they want, bought the uh, you, you your friends uh, with <laughs> I friends like, with these. What's that game called? Uh, the most imp- uh, oh, Fall Guys. Fall Guys. Yeah. Uh, Media Tonic. <laughs> they bought Media Tonic, but mostly Fall Guys last year. Yeah. Uh, which I believe they're they're waiting to make it free to play. Um, a very surprising 
moves lately too. They 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 made that purchase, which makes sense. But well, that was made in Unity, so I don't know what that deal is going to be. Are they going to transfer? Well, they announced they announced what the reasoning was behind that, right? They're they're well, talking about the new metaverse. They're trying to build the metaverse, right? The metaverse we talked about last time. Yep. Yeah, that's right. They're just got you know uh they're thinking the next big, big move right they have Fortnite. It, it's slowly fading not really slowly fading away but it is fading away at one point they know the end to that and so they're they're making sure that it's going to be of relevance uh so the metaverse is perfect for that because people love nostalgia just watch ready player one <laughs> so 10 years from now Fortnite maybe not as popular it'd be nice to visit Fortnite land and it still keeps the franchise fresh uh just look at disneyland right it's the same business <laughs> uh so the epic game store uh made $235 million in two years. So that's at a loss because uh, the last time we talked about that, uh, they spent well over $330 million, uh, just to buy the first person uh, party, something around those lines to kind of have those exclusives. It? I don't think it was 300. I thought it was like 25 million. Was it? No, nah, man, I'll look this up, man. You look it up. Why? Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. It was a ridiculous number. I remember it being that high. Maybe I'm just tripping. Well, Tim Sweeney said that was a success. So it was absurdly yeah. high, I remember. Uh, if you no, can no, look oh, that up and confirm. That's what it was. They spent at least $11.6 on the free games. Right. That's what it was. On the free games. Million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And got 5 million users in return. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then they also revealed they spent over $444 million in 2020 to attract more PC gamers. So that's just marketing. Yeah. Wow, man. I didn't know they had to expose all that. It's yeah. so private. Yeah. Financials, man. Because the whole case is about how much money you make and what's what's the size of the market and all that kind of stuff, right? So... So you have to you have to you have to release release all that information if if you really want to make your point, I guess. The one surprising thing that I don't know if you were aware, and we're looking at an article from Push, uh, the reveal of the uh, revenue for Fortnite, fifty percent of that was made on PlayStation. You surprised? I'm very surprised. Why? <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I thought. The switch or something more affordable was was going to be a stronger player, but I had no idea that Sony had that much power. Well, it's not about Sony having power. Sony has a lot of users, right? They do have a lot of users. Yeah, Nobody but like really, Switch was you know. pretty much up there too, dude. Yeah, but I mean, but when it comes to the revenue, the revenue is from people buying stuff, right? And so the crowd of people that would have the most expendable extra cash to be throwing at Fortnite things would be the ones that could afford the more expensive console. You think you know what I mean? $5 billion made just on PlayStation. <laughs> Sony was happy. Like, why are they complaining? Because Sony still does the 30%, right? Don't they? On microtransactions? Yeah. I would, I would imagine Sony must've got something off of that. Yeah. And they're mad at Apple. Because <laughs> Apple, Apple wasn't even ten percent or something. Let me see. Uh, was it? Uh, they well, have the numbers here, actually. iPhone. Forty-six percent was from PlayStation Four. Twenty-seven point five percent 
was contributed by Xbox One, and then only seven percent was only on iOS. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So the remaining eighteen percent were between PC. Wow, that was PC is still such a small market. Android and Nintendo Switch. That is surprising. Mm. So just 18% PC, Android, in a sense, so Nintendo Switch. Yeah. That's why no one cares about these guys. PlayStation, PlayStation killing it. Um, I, I guess it was a good idea to to not do save the world mode, you know, after all. Uh, I love I love that mode, you know, and, and it just nobody played it, got no love, and then they pivoted to Battle Royale, and that was that. And save the world was the original. Yeah, it was the original. Um you build forts and zombies and come and attack your forts, basically. Yeah, it was the game before you know PUBG told them yeah. to make it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's one of those, I guess, pretty uh, synonymous story when it comes to success, right? It, it, it's had a, has a bad bad guy origin, right? But then looking back, like $9 billion later, looking back, it was the right decision. <laughs> it's like... I mean, I mean, okay, it's like this, right? And uh, some people out there are all about capitalism and all of those things, right? And so, yes, as a purely capitalistic move, you see a trend, you move to where the trend is at, and you exploit. And they definitely did a lot of work. To, to exploit and, and monetize the hell out of it. And, you know, the content kept coming, right? And the content delivery and everything, that's a lot of work, you know what I mean? So they definitely put some effort in. Uh, but at the same, same time, you know, sometimes, you know... You gotta do what yeah, you gotta do. Sometimes the good guys don't win, right? That, that's, that's, that's what I feel like most say. times good guys don't win. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here talking to you, man. So, Anyways, when it comes to, when it comes to nine, nine billion dollars, it's it's all about being as cutthroat as you can in order to do it. Right? So. What's funny that they're in this case because we feel like these two companies are pretty cutthroat and they're fighting each other on it. Um, what's interesting about this PlayStation uh, uh, information is we'll. we'll We'll, we'll kind of hear more stories to it, but you know, a few weeks back, like uh, PlayStation Sony didn't want to do the cross-play stuff. Like they were most resistant. Um, obviously, with that many microtransaction and many play, fifty percent right of the playing field, I guess they had somewhat of a say of wanting to keep that uh, within their ecosystem as much as possible, right? And, you know, they have enough players to do stuff like that. You know, they can lock. They don't necessarily need to be promoting cross-play if they have a bunch of a really large player base. Right. Yeah. So there's a, this is nine factoids that I found on MSC Money uh, that was the most interesting bits from this court case that kind of revealed things. Right. So you being the ex Apple guy, these are skeletons from your closet uh, <laughs> that we kind of knew about, but now make uh, unavoidably clear that you know apple definitely has an agenda right obviously well yeah here okay hold on here's the thing (laughs) if you if you think this is a big bombshell or some sort of news the apple ecosystem is a closed it's very important right and i mean and it's and apple has got been on record saying that it's closed for a reason and this is why it's closed and of course they say all the good things right like 
protection of the users and privacy concerns and, and all those things. But at the end of the day, it's so that they could completely control hardware, software, integration, make it nice, right? The integrations are super nice, but it is a closed ecosystem, right? And, and so, yeah, like that, that whole factoid that came out of the case about iMessage, was locked down because you know they wouldn't want to put on Android. Yeah, well, yeah, the, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, iOS is a lockdown ecosystem. Of course, it is, right? So um, yeah. this is the party. They want man. you. They want you to buy more Apple stuff. Like that's just how it works. It makes sense, man. Like it's always since uh, in any tech, right? Uh, yeah. a, a private party is always the cooler party than the one that's open to everybody, right? So I mean, that's the Facebook social network. Premise right there. <laughs> but I, I will say this. I mean, at, I'm listening through the Steve Jobs uh, uh, book right now, his biography. Uh, basically, yeah. like, it's okay to be an asshole. Uh, nah, that's, that's <laughs> the, I don't know which one you, you're reading, uh, but the one I read was, it was pretty. Uh, it was the pretty one by the key. famous, yeah, the famous one uh, right after he died. Let yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Okay, but for the listeners, let me look it up. Uh, by Walter Isaacson. Isaacson, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm listening to that. I mean, it, it was very interesting. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm still in the middle of it, but like, I'm coming to respect where how Apple plays into the tech world, right? I mean, they've always been the innovators before Microsoft, and they've always been this closed system. Uh, I mean, they're, they've been through it with Microsoft as basically servicing everyone else. And now they're going through it with Android that is servicing everyone else. So the common denominator has always been Apple. And uh, it's funny that, you know, Microsoft tried to get in the phone business and completely failed. Right. So, uh, yeah, this first little factoid right here uh, for those that are watching was uh, mainly about how Apple keeps its iMessage within the system. Uh, what's interesting is, you know, of course, they had ideas to make it more like WhatsApp where anybody can kind of message within each other or within that system. But then, uh, you know, as soon as it was brought up in 2013 and 2016, it was completely shut down for the same reason that Ray kind of shared. Right? But it's nice to kind of hear where's kind the money. Of the, where's the money in that? There's some money. I know. Right? It makes sense. <laughs> It makes sense. And Apple is how much I hate it, right? I do like that smartwatch. Like it is unbeatable and unequal. Uh, and trust me, I try. I'm wearing a, a Fitbit smartwatch because that's literally the only useful smartwatch that isn't the Apple smartwatch. I looked at the Galaxy watch, right? I was like, what the shit is this? It's the ugliest, <laughs> clunkiest thing. It's barely supported. And basically every other watch uh, besides the Apple watch, uh, it's just does not match in quality and in price. So. And it almost made me feel like, should I buy an iPhone? <laughs> so it works in that degree, right? It's like this product is so cool where I might have to buy in with this bullshit, right? But I'm, I'm going to stick with my smartwatch for now. Right? I'm good. I'm good with my Fitbit. Uh so this is the, the fact that I was bringing up earlier with the uh, PlayStation, how the crossplay was such a huge deal, right? Where PlayStation was the most resistant, but it showed that uh, it was way sketchier. Uh, there was like a lot of emails back and forth between them 
Epic and Sony. Uh, and there was a lot of complicated like proposals to to make it work and profitable, mostly on the Sony, to the Sony camp, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you know they're sitting there with the numbers in front of them, and then obviously, hey, I want more of the pie. If you want to open this up for Sony players to play with others, right? It benefits you obviously because your game is going to be bigger. But right. we need to see some of that cheese uh, to make this work. So obviously. <laughs> they made some concessions <laughs> because now it is crossplay, and it is it is a milestone that you know I don't think a lot of the industry gives credit to Epic. Like that was the first major game that ushered in crossplay in a meaningful way, right? Um, I can't remember another game that is as impactful, and I hope in the history of games that. A whole chapter is dedicated to that because I, I don't remember a game I ever played with anyone on another system and how revolutionary of an idea that is. And Epic did it. Right? It is cool to play with other people. Look, but I mean, that's not the first game to ever do that. The big major one. I don't think even COD did that until after. Nah, man. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, like, like I'm sure there has to be some fighting game, Street Fighter. I don't <laughs> Not a game that is that big where everyone's Ugh, playing and talking about Street it. Fighter, dude. You tell me Street Fighter's not a big game, bro? It's, it's not that. It's not as big <laughs> as Fortnite, bro. It's not, making, it's not making $9 billion in two years. That is correct. However, that's a big AAA game. I'm sure there's been others that, that are been Crossplay and the ones that are crossplay, and they just don't talk about it, like you know, because it just it just kind of works right across different, yeah, you know, it's called bad Windows, marketing Windows and Xbox, or you know, one platform or another. Like, there's been multiple instances of that before, for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't call uh, it as revolutionary, is, is all I'm saying, right. I'm saying. Right, right, right. But I think the impact is definitely felt the most with Fortnite with every kid during the pandemic before the 50, pandemic. 50% of the revenue. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. For sure. For sure. That's my impact. Uh, the last, uh, well, the third piece of news is, you know, one of the biggest thing and that Epic has been arguing is that, you know, uh, all the rules aren't fair, right? Apple has like this hard, fast rule of 30%, but you know, there's a history of them kind of letting certain companies bypass that rule. So they're picking and choosing who their friends are. And that is a very strong argument and just basically been proven uh, through through this case, right? With Apple basically treating Netflix and Amazon uh, very special because of the amount of users that they bring in. Yeah. Uh, you know, the 30% cut isn't exactly 30%. For, for any of those two, like I, I yeah. last time I heard it was half. Like, like, I mean, yeah, like I think, I think Apple could afford to charge less. Yeah. Right. And especially when it is somebody who has that many users like Amazon, although Amazon still doesn't sell anything on the, on the Apple, on the iPhone in the app. Right. Like it will sell stuff, but it doesn't sell digital things. You can't, you can't buy, still can't buy Kindle books on your Apple device. You have to go to the website to buy a Kindle book. Right. I mean, Amazon still uh, bypasses that. Yeah, because Amazon's like, yeah, we're not. We're not for paying. Book. We're, we're not paying for, for every book, right? Yeah. Um, and so they, I, it's understandable to have deals. Like, if it's your platform, you can do whatever the hell you want, right? And you can strike up deals with people however you want. If you want to give 
if you want to give uh, Netflix and Amazon deals, you can decide to do that and then say, screw Epic. Epic's like trying to act as if they are on the level of like Amazon and Netflix. And it's like, nah. And on top, not, not only on top of that, like, this, we already talked about this. This whole thing is just silly. They want Epic, they want Epic Game Store on iOS devices. Well, the that's, new information is that. That's what money's at. That's right. money's at. Of course. Well, I mean, 7.2% of the money, at least. <laughs> Which uh, which I thought they so it's great to kind of confirm that right because now I know ah that's why they went after Apple because they can afford it right and it it makes a statement and it keeps them uh, they know their future is eventually going to be mobile so they're just planning ahead right it feels like um, you know before this all happened I was like you on the Apple side it's their store they built this ecosystem they worked hard at it so therefore they can build the rules around it right mm-hmm. it's not like they're buying up a piece of your neighborhood and calling it theirs they they really built up this universe it, it turns out it turns out the rules don't need to be fair <laughs> and, and and life is not fair and the rules right. don't need to be fair and therefore you don't need the same treatment for everybody i will say this though because especially in the tech industry there's always been a breakup for monopolies right microsoft I think the last famous time where a company was split in half just by pure winning, right? Um, so if that's been done before, I, that's the only thing that I feel like, well, I mean, Apple have built something so successful that they have to be, according to history, broken up because that wouldn't be fair to all the Is companies that, even, that were split. Is that even true though? Because last I checked, there's more Android devices in the world. <laughs> Last I checked, right? Last I checked, you know, there's way more users of Android devices across the world. Um, you know, last I checked, um, what is it? Xiaomi. Xiaomi is a big ass phone brand in in China. Right. right. Like, I mean, Apple doesn't have the whole thing on lock. People got all sorts of choices. Yeah, I mean they 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 brought this lawsuit. I guess they settled with Google uh smartly. Um right before it began right they, they figured out something and apple kind of yeah. pressed forward so that's why there's been mostly an epic versus apple in which you know we're, we're seeing both in the flex and really changed my perspective of like a multi-billionaire company is not that much or a trillionaire company is not much much different from a billionaire company they end up with the same type of lawyers and well, I, th- as, I think it's just Apple. Apple's like, man, we don't even want to spend as much on this. Really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think so? They didn't put all their resources in it. Well, no, I'm, I mean, I'm just, well, I'm just joking, but I'm just, <laughs> I can imagine Apple's like, man, man well, I, we don't want to spend uh, money on this. One of their last get-together was uh, Tim Cook, like defending on behalf of Apple. I was surprised by that. I didn't know he had to do all that. No. Uh, I thought he was too rich to do that. Um, <laughs> but. This is a fourth factoid where, uh, (laughs) I mean, surprise, surprise, the App Store is wildly profitable, but Apple still won't admit it. Uh, There is a thing there. I don't know why they don't like to brag about it. Is it for cases like this where they don't want to be a target for monopolies? Well, I, I don't know, but I just don't like you know, my experience there, I just know generally they're very secretive about everything. Mm. And and their image is very carefully crafted. 
right? And what gets shared out to the world is very carefully crafted, right? So, so I imagine it's something to do with that, right? Where keep the mystery, right? Don't don't really let people know exactly how much that app store is making, right? They're just very secretive about about those things. Well, it just makes me sound makes me feel like it's a ridiculous amount. <laughs> <laughs> Because you see your Epic saying $9 billion for a game in two years, right? That is a scary amount for a game yeah. in two years, right? But, you don't, but, but you Apple don't is like, I don't want to even, I don't want to even share. <laughs> this no, will blow you, your mind no, if I you share know, that's, information. That's always, that's always like the top 2%, top 3% of, of everything is like, there's the billion dollar revenue things. And then the other 98% is like, scraping by or making like a hundred dollars right you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. so like i don't i don't i don't think uh i don't think using epic as like nine billion dollars in fortnite as an indicator to how much money that the app store is making Uh, like i don't think it's exactly a one to one thing but yes money be made money be made and and a lot of money being made right (laughs) well this is what i mean right so if that information of how much fortnite makes money you know is pertinent to this case the app store in comparison should be pertinent information but somehow they still was able to shield it a bit yeah we talked about this before like they were trying to get valve to release their numbers too so they could do some comparisons yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, to get know. more uh, market research <laughs> that had nothing to do like we're, we already won this can we get more market yeah. research on our competitors we might want to start making mac games <laughs> but like the, the the running joke as this article kind of pointed out throughout the whole trial was phil schiller keeps kept on saying he had no idea if the app store had brought in more money than it spent since been created in 2009 because that's not how i look at the business <laughs> as the business guy right i don't know how much we, we sell other things uh but for context the app store bought brought in more than 60 billion dollars in 2020 which would be quite a lot to burn through uh without realizing uh <laughs> the they, haven't burned, they, have, they haven't burned through it they, they put it in the bank they, they have, but like how many billions of dollars do they have just sitting in the bank just chilling right so yeah yeah i'm sure tim <laughs> tim cook was asked the same question he said it was profitable but wasn't calculated by how much this is such ridiculousness um the firmest number came from an expert witness hired by the epic side who pegged the profit margin as high as 78 percent profit that would that's even that's eight percent more than they charging everyone else how is that possible they should go they should go on shark tank man those are some good profit margins uh, uh that would leave apple with more than 40 so if they made 60 billion they profit basically 45 billion uh from the app store alone that is a huge profit margin bro to only spend like uh, what is it? Fifteen billion to get forty-five billion billions? Holy yeah. crap! Yeah. The next fact toy is number five, and this is about Xbox. Uh, I guess the economics of Xbox is uh, a lot more complicated than people thought. They said to distinguish the Xbox from the iPhone, sells Microsoft sells Xbox hardware at a loss or near loss. So the company's approach is different from Apple, which makes money from every iPhone it sells. So it still sells 
Yeah. They, the system was Brandon. still selling near to loss. Brandon, why are you surprised? This is well-known information in the industry, right? That, the that. first two years or four years of a console launch, no, not all no. the way to its ninth year. No, it's, no, no. Like there's, it's it's well known that there's been other consoles where they just sell it at a loss because they're going to make it all back on the licensing fees for the games, right? They charge licensing fee on every game that gets that gets sold on the thing. PlayStation's not doing that. PlayStation was doing that one year. One year, they, they one year, year. <laughs> they've been around yeah. for like I twenty. The only, I think the only yeah. company, the only company that has not sold it's a console at a loss is is your boys over at Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, they're always a generation behind for a reason. <laughs> they're smart. I mean, I get it. They're, they concentrate on... on yeah, there's yeah, no when, way... When that, when that news came out about Xbox and everybody was acting like... At least the reporters were acting like it was like some big re- revelation. Everybody was kind of like, what? Like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> like, It was uh, just what? like, you know, if you're in the industry, you know, you know that that is true. That is how yeah. it works. Yeah. Yeah, so the six factoid, we kind of know this about the uh, Epic Game Store, right? How they spend hundreds of million dollars and it being their first year. They came at it with a loss, right? Uh, just acquiring uh, exclusives or at least um, free versions uh, to attract people to the store. And so it won't be 2024 to when Tim Sweeney says uh, when until Epic uh, expects a profit from the Epic Game Store. So keep downloading that. Dude, they had the NBA 2K1, uh, 2K21 uh, yeah, free, that. dude. I saw that. I picked it up. I was like, All man, right. Man. We got to play, play some games. We got to play some PCs, man. You don't get none of this smoke on PC. Oh, my God. Smoke up your ass. <laughs> yeah, we got to play some time. Um, what the hell? Apple gains a lot by slow walking progressive web apps. Can can you explain that? What is a slow walking progressive web app? I, I have no idea. I have no, you have to read the rest of that. As I have no idea. All right. So there's a way to get you know, software into iPhones that doesn't use the App Store, right? So uh, uh, yeah. Androids uh, obviously are kind of famous for that. They're kind of open in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so nestled in the app store, there's a whole range of technologies uh, under progressive web apps or PWAs for short uh, that makes the functionality app available through a browser, basically. So instead of going to the app store, you can circumvent it. So Google has pushed this hard with some support for Microsoft and Twitter. But so far, Safari has been slow to roll out support. <laughs> I wonder why. Refer to Factoid 2. <laughs> Keep it a closed system. Um, yep. Yeah, so why, people, why? Yeah. Well, a lot of people work around a lot of the app limitations by saying, okay, I'll just show a web page and then do it through the web page. Yeah. Right. And it's not the app, it's it's a web page. Right. And, uh, and so, yeah, like I could see Apple being like, nah, I don't want to, like, I don't want to help people support that use case. Right. Um, yeah. It's respectable. Because, because, because like from Apple's perspective on that, like, of course, you know, you, you know, you believe what you want. Right. But like uh, the perspective there is for performance, like web apps are slower than native apps. Some could argue. Right. And then say that the experience is better if it's a, if it's a native app. Right. And so, and so the Apple's like, nah, we don't want to support stuff that we think is slow and outdated, much like how they, 
how they kind of said, now nah, we don't want to support Flash anymore, right? Mm-hmm. If you so, remember that from, from back in the day. Yeah. Uh, number eight is very interesting. Um, so it has to do with the Mac, right? The, the desktop mm-hmm. version. So the, the, the biggest thing about this trial is how uh, App Store wants to remain exclusive in a closed garden, right? Uh, and, you know, there were suggestions for, for, for Craig Federighi, I guess the attorney team for, for Epic. Oh, no, no. Craig Federighi is the Apple side. Well, the main yeah. thing was Apple, Epic asking Apple's like, why don't they run it like the way they do on the Mac where, yeah, you do have your central app store, but uh, there's other ways to get software to work, right? Obviously outside the app store. And then Craig Federighi said, it's a simple answer. He, they said, uh, basically, I don't like how it works on the Mac. Uh, because of the amount of malware uh, attacks, um, yep. and they worry that you know they don't want the iOS to kind of suffer through the same thing, which is interesting. Actually, makes actually sense on, on Mac. They make it as hard as possible to to run a non app mm-hmm. app store app, right? Like because usually if you download something on the internet on a Mac and you say, "Okay, run this thing." It'll pop up a box and say, "Are you sure this is un- this is an unsigned app?" And then you have to do a specific key combination yeah. to get it to get it to tell to, to get it to just open, just run the thing, right? Yeah. I don't care, right? So it's so it's very obfuscated. Yeah. Um, I probably say that word wrong, but um, but you know, like it's very hard to do it because Apple doesn't want you to do it. Yeah, right? it's the reason why I hate Apple. Uh, yeah. I like Windows because it's all about if you can get it, you can get it, right? Yeah, uh, you'll get it. But like that, well, that kind of brings well, up to this point. I would, I would point out that even Microsoft wants you to use the Windows Store. Right. You know, yeah. their Windows Store, UWP, Windows apps, like they started going down that right route with signed apps. And yeah. your boy, Tim Sweeney was like, nah. <laughs> right. Like he's like, Tim no. Sweeney, uh, uh, Gabe Noel, like a lot of people. Yeah. During that time. Yeah. Just hated. Yeah. That was Gabe. what Windows. Um, for this like one, Windows right? 8. It was like Windows 8 when they first Yeah, it was Windows 8, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's true, it's true, it's true. Um, and, and, and you look today, it's still not, a th- like, window, Windows apps are still a thing, but people can still just give you... A it's the app. first thing I uninstalled, dude. Yeah. But, but, Microsoft, <laughs> but Microsoft wants to go down the same road road as, as Apple. 100% they do. They do, but they quit because they realize that's not their PC audience. Yeah, PC's always been an open platform, you know, and so that that would really be alienating a lot of people, right? Right. But this this next point is um, is interesting because some people, even on the Mac Apple side of things, are worried that it's becoming more like an iOS, which I saw signs of. I was like, what what is it? I don't want to work my Mac like an iPad. It just feels less than. I mean, the iPad and iPhone is like a simpler version because of the small screen and and it needs to be that that certain size and that style. It's it's brilliant, actually. (laughs) You love the design. No, no, it's not just, it's not about the design. It's about um, maintaining one code base, right? So that when you do use the app on two different devices, at the very least, you, you can be somewhat guaranteed you get similar functionality because it's the same 
code base. It's mm-hmm. the same code, right? Yeah. And really what it is is just the presentation is different based on how are you going to interact with the thing. I get it. Um, I mean, my wife has an iMac. It makes it super great to to develop apps super quickly. Yeah. And then when they do changes like, oh, we're going to do the M1, the M1 um, chip in, in a laptop. Now, all of these apps that share the same common code base, all you and all the infrastructure and tooling that they put in place, all you got to do is recompile them for the M1. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, I mean, that's it just works. And you're like, oh, good. I mean, that's the Mac. I mean, they need to go more and more close. I, I do uh, give them props for going more private with their phones and stuff. Like, that was the first major company that actually made privacy marketable right so i was like oh that's that's another reason it's like all right they're actually kind of winning me over with the smartwatch and the privacy thing because those are the two things that i hate the most yeah uh when talking to a friend and then in in his feed it pops up like a workout machine we just briefly whispered i was like all right (laughs) they're not even hiding this anymore right it's just (laughs) it's just clearly listening to you uh but uh yeah same with my iMac you know I am annoyed because depending on what kind of Mac desktop that you have right there's different OS systems right I was like why is there why is there like three different OS system and some doesn't work like Catalina uh Spectre or something well, like that well that's just what is all the that? different that's just the different versions of OS right and then yeah that's bullshit where's my update the newer the newer machines use the newer versions and if you have an older machine it depends you can't on how old depends on how old it is you can't update it or not bullshit all right that's what I mean <laughs> It sounds like oh my battery is draining I mean, or slower just, after an update, which Apple have uh, have same, admitted that it doesn't it does it on purpose. It's the same thing like when you had an old computer, you first installed Windows Vista from back in the day, and all of a sudden Windows Vista needed eight gigabytes, you only had four, and the, and the stuff was completely unusable. Something like, oh, about no. the Apple right. telling me the same thing. <laughs> I just instantly hate right because they <laughs> openly admit like they <laughs> make you download some malware to upgrade your phone every year they they at least support they at least support it for like three four years right so before making you update yeah yeah. i just don't like that uh so this is the funniest one i think this is the last point right um and this is stuff that we kind of brought up before where tim sweeney has been bugging tim cook about this for years (laughs) just just emailing him all the time uh about unwinding apple's uh app store policies you know what's hilarious you know what's hilarious is like one of the email chains i saw was like tim going crazy and then tim cook just was like sent it to the lawyers it was like who's this he was like (laughs) (laughs) it's hilarious i I mean i just i think it's like it was like i can't even respond to this just lawyers handle this handle this you know bro the next son i get man i gotta name tim because it seems like (laughs) that's how you become billionaire (laughs) around around this time tim or steve you tell all the dudes I know that name Tim the wire billionaires <laughs> because they're not working hard enough. That's why. <laughs> Did you come across a good idea <laughs> and then steal it? No. Well, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Terrible. 
Uh, so I, I'll read a little more about these email exchanges. The effort peaked with the 2015 email directly to Cook, laying out the case for an open iOS over the course of four paragraphs. Cook responded to Schiller and Q. Is this the guy? That was one of our ears. They didn't know. He doesn't even bother with him. That's the email. Uh, that's the email. That's the email. Uh, like, Is this the guy? <laughs> three years later, Tim Sweeney was still trying pressing the case to the various developers. You know, it is always inner circle. I'm telling you, man, as you make your way up this industry as a game developer, man, you think you're a lead and you're finally starting to call a shot, but there's like another meeting that doesn't exclude you and you just see yourself constantly outside that bubble of control. <laughs> you're just getting closer. It's attacking the Titan, man. It's like you're just getting closer and never at the center, right? How, how, what a. <laughs> What a smack in the face to finally get into the billionaires club. But it's like, where are you at? At one billion? Bro, this is ten billion and above club. <laughs> Before we exchange emails, okay? What a hilarious uh what a hilarious thing to come across. You never win, man. How can you win? Well he's he's got a going to court to see if he's going to win right now. So, well, you say 60-40. I guess I'm leaning towards that too, man. I think it is 60-40. It's way closer than I thought months ago. I, I had no idea Epic had this type of ammunition. I had no idea Apple would... I think they're taking it more seriously now. Like I was reading through some of the transcript. Right of uh, when Tim Cook was kind of on the stand and answering these questions and being basically grilled by the judge uh, because Apple is a titan, right? So no one, everyone fighting against uh, Goliath right now, mm-hmm. and so there was like, oh wow, I didn't see, I don't, I didn't see that dynamic of the judge kind of siding with the lesser billionaire company, right? Yeah, I, I don't even know. I, I saw some of the interactions. I heard some of the interactions between Judge and, like, when Tim Cook was on this on this the stand, and the judge seemed kind of... Whatever. Pointing out things both both ways, kind of. It seemed kind of even to me, uh, right? Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, what was the most surprising thing that you felt uh, since you know December, right? Where this is more even than we thought, right? What was the surprising thing for both companies? I mean, you're you're being exact. Well, I feel only, like you knew a lot of these things because you were in those meetings making the call. I was not. <laughs> oh, you were outside the bubble. <laughs> at, at Apple, you are your own bubble. Like that's, uh, there no information coming into that bubble. Okay. Um, like you, you're on a team. You don't even know what your team's working on. <laughs> it's like, oh, you only have <laughs> stage two access. Oh wow, there's yeah. eight stages you know, here. Yeah. I can tell you stories, man. It's like it's kind of like that. But anyway, <laughs> but um, the like the I think the most surprising thing is that there's even a court case at all for me, honestly. It went this far. Yeah, six months far. out. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, they were still talking about it. I think I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty surprising. Like in terms of like the information that came out, actually one thing, one not surprising was kind of what I always knew. Um, Cause like we focus on the $9 billion of Fortnite over two years, but one of the other numbers was how much uh, unreal engine has made 
<laughs> How much did they make? Did you get that number? Yeah. Way less than that, right? Yeah, what was way, that number? Like, like, like way, 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 way less than that. Hundreds of million dollars. No, not even, not even. Right? Not even hundreds so, of millions? Yeah, not even, right? And so that's that's why, that well, what, what, one thing, Let me look I don't up. know. I don't know if that's surprising because like at the end of the day, right? Like the game industry is the game industry, but all of the top games right now, the top 10 games right now are none of them are using any sort of off the shelf engine. They're all, a lot of them are all custom engine, right? Um, you know, GTA. All the top games. All the top games, you know, Assassin's Creed games, Call of Duty, et cetera, right? These are all custom engines. And so like there isn't a huge piece of revenue from selling an engine to game dev teams, right? And I think Apple knows that. And I'm sorry, I think Epic also knows that, right? Like, you know, there's money to get there. There's money to get there, but the real money is, okay, what are we going to do with this metaverse? What are we going to do with metaverse? What are we going to do with entertainment? What are we going to do, you know, make this real-time 3D thing a, a bigger thing? What are we going to do with the Epic Store? Epic Store is making a ton of money. Epic Store is making more money, right? Like, so or has the potential to make a lot of money, especially if it gets on iOS devices, right? So, so like... Is that why Unreal Engine lately has been crashing a lot? <laughs> <laughs> there's there's other avenues where they're gonna get the money. You know what I mean? Um, and 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 like Fortnite dwarfs the engine business in terms of revenue. Like it's 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 almost rounding error at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm seeing like a lot of. That was the most, I think that was the most useful piece of information that came out of that court case. But that's something I've been, I've been saying that for like a while now, right? It's, it's about, it's, it's really about the non-gaming use cases where the growth is, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, I mean, that must be true with all their hits uh, since Gears of War, like um, the engine business has never really been. As but of course, comparable. Of course, but of course, that engine business and the engine development, of course, is like goes hand in hand. It's it's the without it, you don't have any anything else, right? But yeah, but everything else is being built up around it, making way more way more money, right? Yeah, um, they definitely struck gold with Fortnite, man. It was such <laughs> a phenomenon. Like I was so much in disbelief how much of a cultural phenomenon it was just seeing it everywhere with athletes doing the dance. I was like, wow, this is I've never seen any game that have done that uh, in that way. Well, I mean, I mean, we talk about nine billion dollars in two years. I think that they talk about how much Grand Theft Auto five has made over all oh. the versions. It's been like ten years. <laughs> like it's been like well, some stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like GTA, it's not nine five. billion. GTA, no, GTA Five has made a lot of money, but because of GTA Online, it's it's been GTA silly. GTA Five. Oh, yes, uh, sold one hundred forty-five million copies. Um. Uh, both GTA 5 and GTA Online helped take to hit 3.37 billion in revenues in 20, uh, well, I guess 2020. That's that's one year, right? But like, if you go over the the whole yeah, franchise, 
Yeah, six billion in in revenues. What they that was in two thousand eighteen though, right? So like, oh, you're talking about GT five five throughout just that game's history. Uh, yeah, yes, but in two thousand eighteen, it was ninety million sales and six billion dollars in revenue, just for one year. It's the most financially successful media title of all time. Made in their own engine. Yeah, yeah. That's just. That's just. And it's still going. I'll point out, it's still going. It's. it's it is. I. I have. It. I still haven't played the game fully. It just released on PS5, or it's going to release on PS5 soon, or something. Like it's. It's crazy. Right. So, yeah. That's why. That's why they can give away NBA 2K1 <laughs> on the Epic Store. Wow, so Grand Theft. I didn't. I, I, you know, I forget that. I mean, the numbers are familiar because I reread it every year. Yeah, but like, how, how many billions for that whole franchise? Over ten. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's something stupid. It's for one game, guys, and um, open world with the story narrative. Like that's the type of game that yes, it was open world, but there is this, this I would be so disheartened to learn that GTA 6 doesn't have the story driven mode uh with its online. Like I'm afraid that they're going to do a, like some kind of online blended story mode. Which Maybe. sounds interesting, but I I do like the care of going through a world for that for you right like this whole world was created just for you mm-hmm. and you know 100 million other players but like you are going through it at your own pace and it's being unraveled right I, I love that element of a GTA I hope they don't take it out but I feel like because their online is, has been so successful that that's the way they're moving yeah. as, as evolve thinking looks like I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> Well, uh, let me say this, man. It sounds like once every 10, 12 years, you have to kind of like breakout hits, right? Um, it takes the world over. GTA 5 to Fortnite. Like, yeah, there are a lot of games in between, obviously, but those are definitely the tent poles mm. of what define our industry, right? Mm. Um, what's the next thing, dude? What do you think it is? I mean, those are two somewhat... Similar genre, it's shooting, right? It's violence. But other than that, they don't share the same thing. One's super multiplayer, which is well, battle royale. Honestly, I think everybody is. I think everybody is. There's a lot of people betting on the metaverse as the next big thing. A lot of people are betting on this. Um, What's bigger? Of course, it could be it could fizzle out and be and be nothing and be a complete bomb. But a lot of people are, are really focusing on this right now, you know, trying to go after Roblox, you know, and, and Roblox's success. Roblox is doing well in the stocks. They're growing. Let's <laughs> watch. Yeah. So, um, so it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I think that, you know, it's, I've seen a lot of money going that way. Like literally all the Sony's investment in Epic was like, we're investing in the metaverse. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, there seems to be some some serious efforts going going in that in that direction, right? Mm-hmm. The platform where where you do all of your your hanging out and 
and integration with, with your friends and all of those things, right? Um, and, you know, this generation is more and more online. So, like, it makes sense. Yeah, Epic has been doing such a great job of genre-defining games. I mean, Gears of War definitely uh, created a trajectory, for over the shoulder, I mean, sure, they took it from Resident Evil Four, right? The over the shoulder Resident Evil Four was there, <laughs> but Gears of War was a huge game for in terms of graphic oh, like, I'm not, fidelity yeah, I'm, and everything. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything other than a lot of people like Gears of War. Yeah. <laughs> I love number one. I agree. Yeah. A lot of people like Gears of War. Um, I guess. Yeah, it just was never my my thing. So you don't think? All right, of all the companies, honestly, it's no surprise that GTA Five and Fortnite are the two biggest players. Who's closest to the metaverse? Both companies seems uh, seem capable. I would say GTA Five is more capable Um, because Fortnite doesn't have that much development research. As yeah. building the world GTA five, right? That's why well that's why they've acquired, you know, different companies to kind of focus on that and they're getting Fortnite, right? right? Yeah. Well, even with that, there's a reason why there's five GTAs that are fantastic with Rock uh with Red Dead, right? That team is just fucking once in a lifetime assemble Avengers, right? It's very hard. No. It, it, <sighs> Bro, that game is amazing. Like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The results of Red Dead Redemption and all the GTA games are amazing, right? Yeah. Um, it's there's a core creative team, yeah, which is basically like the brothers, like the house, the houses yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. Who kind of is the core creative team, right? Uh, and everybody else is kind of like the expendable pods that are whipped whipped to death right to make the thing right yeah. um and so like the puppets yeah, yeah like to think that there's one team that's just going from game to game making this hit after hit after hit that's not how that that's been working that's what i'm saying well <laughs> i'm referring to the dream team i'm not referring to the <laughs> fifth guy at qa right i'm referring to that <laughs> top level tier team have proven themselves to be repeatable successes right and even though epic is going out there with their freshly minted nine billion dollar purse uh who's closest who's who's the closest to building this metaverse i i i I, i'm giving a little bit to the rockstar guys yeah i guess but you know i think also you know roblox is there there's there's core from manticore that's a new thing those are not say that's not the metaverse all right when i think ready player one i'm thinking (laughs) these game companies that are yeah at the top of the game right we're looking at triple a maybe sony maybe sony like because sony makes uh, sony has a lot well that's that's a yeah i mean that's a that's kind of like the side that's the the, that's the uh what you call it when you get kind of um clocked in the face surprisingly um what is that word? Completely escapes me. But that sucker punch, that sucker punch. Yeah, sucker punch, right? Yeah. It is funny how Epic is kind of trying to build this metaverse and it's cute that they're buying Rocket League and Fall Guys and it's like we're going to build this up. But you look over at Sony, Microsoft, 
And Nintendo, especially Nintendo, is like they already have all the characters they need to make a metaverse. Uh, Nintendo's probably the closest, right? Microsoft is, you know, they have a lot of companies. <laughs> Well, that's they can why, make that's something why, happen. Well, that's why they, they can make their Disneyland. Everyone, respectively, all three of these players can make their Disneyland, right? Yeah. It's funny that no one's talking about these three, and everyone's you know always on Epic and these indie titles, right? So only on, well, give well, some only respect. One them, well, only one of them is actually made or is making a Disneyland, right? Uh, Nintendo. Yeah, right? Nintendo's actually making Nintendo work. Yeah, but I feel like Nintendo's the closest of realizing we have a lot of important properties. Let's mix them. They've done it many times. Smash Brothers, Mario Party, all their games are kind of you're saying mixed. You're saying many times. They've been doing it for multiple decades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for many, months. many, many times. For, for so this idea... Alive, yeah, so let's throw those three players, obviously, rightfully so. Right Out of these five, Epic... Uh, Rockstar, Nintendo, Sony, and uh, Microsoft. Who's the closest of establishing a f- the first, at least the first, great metaverse? I don't think it's Epic. They just have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think there's a capabilities. It's probably, you know, yeah, Sony, Nintendo. I think Sony did. Type of money, type of money, but it's hard to say. Yeah. Also, if similar. you have, if you if you're making nine billion dollars in revenue over two years, like it's a lot of money. That 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 that'll sound like a problem, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that you can't tackle <laughs> with some good R and D. Well, how soon do you think this this new world is going to be? I feel like who Facebook's going to come out of nowhere. And- <laughs> yeah, who knows? I, 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 a lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people are doing stuff. It's right now, there's all sorts of tech floating around where people are going to do things with to do certain things, right? But, um, well, let me ask you this. With the metaverse, what's last question? What is more important? Is it is it having lots of these licenses that people know and love? Or is this literally just a place that you can meld different genres together what, what's more important I, I think what's important is the interaction and the and how much you can interact in the world with with people that you know social interaction mm-hmm. i think that's that's the big thing right and that's why you know facebook paid all that money for for oculus right because yeah. they saw something years down the line of where that tech could possibly go Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that uh, concludes uh, this month's roundtable news. Ray, as always, uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, for those out there, you know, buy buy a Bruce Lee shirt. Stop Asian hate. Uh, everyone loves Bruce Lee. And uh, so, you so know, that, shirt, that shirt you bought it, and then Asian hate went down by two percent. <laughs> That's how I I feel every time I come out with this thing. <laughs> but as always, you know, if there's uh, anything that you want to further discuss, jump in the Discord channel. You can find that on the website gamedevenchain.com. You want to reach out to either myself or Ray. You can find us on Twitter at Blue Champs or at Water As W A D A R A S S. Uh, tweet at us. Memorize. He has a memory. Yeah, man. So come tweet at us. 
if you disagree with Ray, if you agree with me, just uh, heart heart me on on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, but that's pretty much it, man. Thanks for listening. And hopefully this is the last episode we talk about Epic vs. Apple. <laughs> I keep saying that every time. But it keeps getting long and longer. All right, guys. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you are liking the podcast, go to the Apple iTunes store and give Game Dev Unchained a five-star rating. This will help spread the joy and love and exposure for the podcast, and we thank you very much. If you want to continue the conversation, go to our Discord, which can be found on our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at BlueChamps, B-L-U-C-H-A-M-P-S. You want to catch these episodes live every Tuesdays and Thursdays, go to twitch.tv forward slash blue underscore champs. Email me any of your concerns or questions that you want me to read aloud at the beginning of each episode at info at gamedevunchained.com. And if you want to further support us and help unlock the next feature, which is the voicemail feature, go to patreon.com forward slash blue champs this gives listeners a chance to kind of call in leave a message for both me and the guests to answer your deepest darkest questions and comment on your deepest darkest secrets thank you everybody